Hey friends, and welcome to the Live Courageously podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Coker, and every Wednesday, I'm here to bring you my best advice on how to level up your life through sharing my personal stories and bringing you one-on-one interviews that will leave you feeling inspired. If you're ready to break through barriers, set and achieve your goals, conquer your fears, and take full control of your life, look no further because it's your time to live courageously. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Live Courageously podcast. My name is Nicole Coker, and I am so excited for today because the tables have turned. I am interviewing my interview coach, Amanda Marino. Welcome, Amanda. How are you? I am good. The tables have turned, and I'm so excited. Now I feel what you guys feel during a session, so let's do this. Exactly. The pressure is on. You always (laughs) turn up the pressure when you're giving me those interview questions, And it's tough. It's tough. So at least all of it's about you, which I guess it is all about me too. But you know, it's just a different vibe whenever I'm answering questions, trying to be like pageant perfect. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I'm so excited that you are here. I was telling you a little bit earlier about how I'm excited to get to know you more because a lot in our sessions, Obviously, we talk a lot about me and my passions, but we never really talk about you. So I'm very excited that we get to learn all about Amanda Marino today and what makes her beautiful, what makes her perfect and special, and how you got to where you are today. So just start off and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm a born and raised Georgia girl, but I actually come from a Colombian background, and that's shaped so much of who I am. So big holiday celebrations with the family, delicious food, and really this idea that family is everything. Um, And from a very young age, I had this belief in the American dream, which is a huge part of why I'm here today. I went to school at Georgia State University, and I got my degree in marketing with a minor in hospitality. I originally was planning on going just marketing, but then when I had an internship with the Walt Disney Company, I added in the hospitality because it was just such a natural fit. Um, But all throughout my career and all throughout growing up, I've always had this real sincere passion for young women. And now I get to do that throughout both of my businesses here tonight. So that's definitely my heartbeat. Yes. I was so excited to hear about all of this stuff that you had going on because I never really knew exactly what you went to college for, like what your original plans for life was, because not everyone just wakes up one day and it's like, oh, I'm going to be a pageant coach now. Like you have to have a little bit of, (laughs) you have to have some sort of experience before you jump right into the field. Um, And today the whole episode is going to be about how you have built your business and how successful it is. So starting off, I know I heard a little bit about your story personally for me, but for my listeners, tell them a little bit about how you made that decision when you were in college and you had this original career goal and like what how did that whole process went down to where you were in this place where you're like okay this is what I want to do but then it tables had turned completely and was like you know what full-time pageant coaching that's what I'm going to do tell us a little about the backstory yeah so originally I went to college with this dream of working in executive communication I loved the Walt Disney company so to me being in park relations or in guest relations for Disney would be just an absolute dream or really creating the culture of communication at Disney. So that was always the end goal. Um, And towards the end of my collegiate career, I had this opportunity to get exposed to a corporate communication firm here in Atlanta. And I thought that this 
this was it. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to work for Walt Disney himself one day. This is perfect. And so I got this dream job or dream start to the dream career right out of college. It was very lucrative financially. So that was, my parents loved that part. Um, and I was working with big fortune 500 companies, which was a dream, right? Seeing all these different clients come in and getting to share my opinion and getting to really connect and communicate with them. Um, but along that career and in that field, it is a full-time job and personal life is not really existent when you work um, in that leadership development field. And so I would be waking up at 5 a.m., going to work, and then coming home and doing coaching sessions at night. And sometimes a coaching session would have to get pushed back because I was at work too long. And I had been coaching since I was 15. Um, fun fact, my mom used to drive me to my coaching sessions and I charged all of $30 an hour. So I, I basically lost money, um, but I had always done it and I didn't want to ever give that up. And then it came to my review and I had only been working there for just a short amount of time, but it was kind of that annual review season. And my work was praised, which is phenomenal, especially as a people pleaser myself. But then towards the end of that is when I got the feedback of, well, how do you think it feels when there's this beautiful, young, well-spoken girl, and that's when you first walk in and that's who's giving you feedback. And I'm thinking to myself, is that a trick question? Like, is there an ABCD option? But she meant it literally. And she, was, she said, that's just so off-putting. She's like, it's unrelatable. It's off-putting. And I just remember saying, yes, thank you, blah, 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 you know, all the manners and whatnot. But that was a really hard moment for me because in so many ways, I felt like I was being judged by a woman who had experienced that judgment in corporate communication herself. And so that was really challenging. And then as time went on, it was this, okay, well, I'm going to have to choose between my girls and this corporate career. And I remember sitting in my apartment with my then boyfriend, now husband, and literally crying on the floor because the idea of having to choose, I knew where my heart was. Um, so between knowing my heart and then that lovely feedback, uh, God made it really clear that he had other plans. And then that's when I jumped full force into pageant coaching, literally knowing nothing about what that looked like to do it full time. And here we are now, five years later. Five years later, making <laughs> a whole life for yourself, not having to worry about speaking up to anybody because you are working for yourself. You're a total boss babe. Literally, you're the definition of a boss babe. <laughs> like invented that, you know, phrase to me <laughs> how I see you. But it's so crazy. So you said there was a woman that reviewed you and she was the one that gave you that feedback. That's insane yeah. that someone who is supposed to be, you know, a representative of women in a corporate job and then yeah. to give that feedback. Yeah, she may have gotten that feedback back in the day, but as time passes, as, you know, as people evolve and ideas and things like that evolve, it's so crazy that she was trying to give that same feedback to you. I mean, I guess in some, you know, respect, she was trying to make you tough, you know, maybe mm -hmm. that was her motive. But that's just insane that she would impose that same stereotype onto someone now up and coming in the field. And the fact that you took that feedback and was like, you know what? That's fine. <laughs> I will do what I want to do now. 
no worries. Right. Thank you for yeah. helping me make the decision to leave. Yeah. And, you know, I was so glad that she took a chance on me in the first place. And I'm so thankful I had that corporate job because I learned so much about structure, about business, about all the inner workings of working and consulting. Um, obviously, very different working with executives versus pageant girls, but I learned a lot and it did make me tougher. But I think what we take away from that is that, you know, we are stronger together and we should never be intimidated or even just concerned about who we are when there's another strong woman in the room. You know, to me, if I'm the smartest person in the room, that's a bad thing. I want to be surrounded by people who are better than me, people who are stronger. Um, so it's really challenging, but I'm excited to see where women continue to go in the next, you know, 10, 100 years. Oh, yeah. And we're definitely making huge strides, even in the yeah. community. I mean, yeah. I working with you personally, like you're always pushing that limit of, where can we go next? And when it comes in, in terms of us as women moving forward and finding that next big thing to work on. And I really love how you're pushing all of your girls to do those things and to test those boundaries, because we don't need to be put in these little tiny boxes and saying that, yeah. oh, you're too pretty and you're too, you know, well-spoken, you can't go farther. You know what I mean? That's just insane to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, what's funny, Nicole, is I, Again, Fortune 500 clients, they were amazing. I loved my client book, loved them. But I never once felt less than from one of my male clients. They asked my opinion. They were so respectful, so kind. They really listened to everything I had to say. But it was really, it was when it came to the women. And I think, again, hello, this is why we need pageants. And this is why we really have to reframe our mind on pageants. We're not competing against each other. We're each striving for our personal best. And plus, hello, we look better when we're all strong, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it's so crazy that you talk about how the male counterparts in your field actually were praising you and you were on the mm -hmm. same level as them because I've had experiences where that wasn't the case. I was always looked down upon. I was always the person there would nitpick my work and try to figure out what was wrong with it. There was always something going on. So it's really cool that you had an experience where your male counterparts actually respected you, but it's yeah. so interesting that your women, like the women in the field were treating you like you were less than, and I hope I never have that because <laughs> that seems just very terrifying actually, because you think that you're supposed to be on each other's side. And then all of a sudden you have someone that's like, no, you need to work harder and you need to do this and you need to do that. Like, that's mm. what I kept hearing over here with the male counterparts, but like hearing that from a woman and it's like, okay, hold on a minute. Like we're on the same team. Like what is going on here? So that's just crazy that you had to experience that, but I'm so glad that you were able to take that, um, negativity and turn it into something that's even more worthwhile than you probably ever would have thought. So thank God for those yeah. different things that happen in our lives that turn our lives all the way around. So that's really cool. No, literally, thank God. I am one of those people that and it's, it's, it's really probably something I need to pray through and like work through, but I'm one of those people, I'm like, God, give me a sign. And he says, sign. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to need another sign. <laughs> and he gave me all the signs. Um, and I never, I never would have imagined that coaching would be what it is today. And that is literally by his faithfulness. So it's, it's a blessing to do what I get to do. Yes. So earlier you talked about how like your passion is helping young women. Where did yeah. that passion come from? What is it that you really love to do and really help them with? I think clients are so much more than clients. 
And that's, that's really at the core of what we do at Amanda Marino Consulting, right? And when I was really, really young, I was constantly ridiculed about my weight and I never felt like I fit in. I always felt like I was, you know, the ugly kid, right? Um, to be, to give people perspective. I have naturally very curly hair. So think like Mufasa style hair, okay, from Lion King. And that was really attractive. And back in the day, you might even remember this. I don't think you're, yeah, you might remember this all that was cool was hip huggers and i'm colombian these curves don't fit in hip huggers so i literally had to buy jeans from the boys section because i couldn't find things and so i never felt confident growing up and so now what i do in coaching is helping young women not have to go through that, right? To have someone that's there cheering them on and believing in them. And my mom is amazing. She was always there cheering me on. But when you're a kid, you don't listen to your mom. Mom doesn't know anything until you get to college and you realize she knew everything. Exactly. Uh, but being able to, yeah, to be able to be that for my clients um, just means the world to me. And especially with clients like yourself that are a little bit older, College was really challenging for me uh, because I did struggle with a three-year eating disorder. So it's almost my entire collegiate career. And so being able to intersect and come into your life when you're going through these really transitional years, that's, that's, that's the fun stuff, right? We love winning crowns and we, we do great at that. We love that, but that's, that's not it. That's not the end all be all. Yeah. And that's something that Amanda actually taught me whenever I was Coming into the whole pageant world, I had, hadn't had a coach for a couple of years in pageantry. And then I was like, you know what? Actually, Amanda was my first ever like official coach. <laughs> um, I had a family friend who helped me in the beginning when I really wasn't know like anything that was going on. Um, but Amanda was my first official coach. And I still remember back to our first ever session. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to talk about the cruise. And um, I, uh, yeah, it was. I was a mess. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um, but she posed a question. She was like, okay, well, what is something that you have gone through in your life that was traumatic or, you know, shaped you into who you are, or, you know, anything that really you struggled with. And I was sitting there and I was like, well, you know, my parents <laughs> got divorced when I was like six. And, but to me, like that meant two Christmases, like that didn't bother me. And yeah. I was like, you know, it's fine. Um, and I left that session not having really answered the question. And then, you know, I sat there, you know, after the session, a couple days later, and I was like, you know, I was actually in a toxic relationship for six years of my life. And bam, everything started flowing from there. But what really got me back to that, you know, realization, whenever you just talked about how in those transitional years of your life, how you were transitioning with college and then you had an eating disorder and all of these things going on at the same time. And now you have that outlook on life to help these young women get through those transitional pieces and parts of their life. And I feel that I'm able to do that now too, because Mm -hmm. a lot of people are in toxic relationships right now and they have no clue that they are. And the whole purpose of this podcast was not only to help women feel like they can be inspired to have the courage to do the things they want to do in life, but it's also to help educate them on healthy relationships. And just that you mentioned that I was like, wow, hold on a minute. Like I'm doing that now for others because I was Mm -hmm. able to connect with you. Like you, it's like a, what is that? Third, second generation, like flow of things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
It's crazy. Yeah, it's a domino effect. And that's exactly what it should be, right? I, I love what I get to do with coaching, but it shouldn't end with me. It should get continued on and continued on, right? So you get to relate to young women who have been through these really unhealthy relationships in a way that I never could. And your voice gets to empower them. And then their voice is going to empower some. And that just trickles down. And that's where, you know, pageant coaching is not just, like I said, we don't just win crowns. We do that, but we don't, that's not all we do. This to know, you, me getting on this with you, that to me is the ultimate form of success because that means that coaching worked and it means you found your voice and now you get to help others find their voice. That's success. Right. And it's just so much more than a pageant. Mm-hmm. I know right. a lot of people in the pageant realm, they feel like they have to do something for the pageant. And that was me for <laughs> quite some time. Yeah. But now that I've found something that's going to last way beyond them pageant years is something that we really take from coaching and what a good coach gives to you is that opportunity to have something that's yours and it's your voice to move mountains beyond your pageant years. We could do this for years and years and years, which I hope I can, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but there's always going to be this podcast that I'm going to be able to, you know, talk about and talk through and give advice and all of that. And I've had all these different facets and forms of it too. I have a YouTube channel now. So, I mean, it just keeps building upon itself, which I'm really, really excited about and very thankful that I had you in my life to help me get there because otherwise I would still be that person who's like, um, you know, I would like to do that, but will I ever actually do it? You know what I mean? It's so nice to have coaches out there who are going to push you to do those things. And I think that's what you do really, really well. And I know there's some coaches that may not do that as well, but I'm glad that God somehow got me into pageant coaching that was just right for me for (laughs) you. So thank you so much because this is a product of what you helped me do. Mm. So thank you for being here and being a part of it. I'm so excited. (laughs) So next we're going to talk about. Yeah. No, that's, this is everything. Yes. So tell us a little bit, we kind of touched on the Amanda Marino consulting business, but tell us what you offer, what you do every day in terms of pageant coaching, Mm -hmm. live coaching, all the goods. Yeah, so our primary focus is professional and personalized coaching. I take everything I learned as far as that professional aspect, and our real niche is we cater everything specifically to you. So there's a hundred strategies out there, but let's figure out what works for you. Let's bring fresh ideas to the table and do things that aren't cookie cutter because our girls aren't cookie cutter and their coaching shouldn't be either. Um, I always focus on bringing out the best in each girl. What is her story? What does she bring to the table? And not only where is she today, but where can she be 10 years from now? And how can what she's gaining from pageant coaching, the stage presence, the communication skills, and above all the confidence, how can she take those key aspects into the future with her, into whatever her dream is? You know, whether it's to be an architect or whether it's to be a corporate executive, how do we prepare her for that? Um, And I think for me, the success is that long-term. It's where are they going to be in 10 years from now? We love winning national pageants. and we've, We've had quite a few national queens, but we've also had girls get full ride scholarships to the university of their choice. We've had girls land executive jobs. We've had them get these real prestigious honors. And so these skills that they're gaining, yeah, they're crazy successful in pageants, 
but they're also really successful and applicable long-term as well. And that's why our kind of slogan is train to reign in pageants and life because they're gonna go long beyond just the crown. Um, and we offer everything from one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions to group workshops, writing services, but no matter what we do, it all comes back to that professional and personalized. I want every girl to get coaching that's as unique as she is. Yes, and you definitely do that for sure because you coach a lot of people that compete in the same pageant systems and there's got to be some sort of personalized aspect to it because you can't just be giving the same girls the same information because that's it doesn't work that way. And it's so cool that pageant coaches have that ability to not only help millions of girls at the same pageant all do the same thing, like go into that same goal, but at the same time, it's not about that end goal all the time. It's yeah. about where they're going to be in 10 years. So I really love that that's a part of your whole mission and your purpose here because I know a lot of people, when they think about pageant coaching, they're like, well, they're coaching the same people. So they, what if they like her better? And they're trying to like yeah. help her get there farther. And, you know, that's a lot of um, stigmatism that comes around pageant coaching. Um, but yeah. I personally believe that Amanda Marino Consulting is doing a great job at really helping all of her girls excel and succeed at life. Well, and I view everyone, whether I do a session with you, whether I do 10 sessions with you, whatever it may be, I'm, my heart um, is what leads coaching. You know, I, it's, yeah, obviously it's a great job and I love it and the flexibility and whatnot, but my, it's the heart behind it. And by helping each girl unveil her individual heart, you're not, I always, I'm, okay, for your listeners, I am a Star Wars nerd. I'm amazed I have friends sometimes because I'm so dorky and I love Star Wars references and particularly Baby Yoda ones. Um, but I always say I don't want to create Stormtrooper versions of my girls to where there's a girl on the inside and Stormtrooper, they all look the same on the outside. If someone looks at one of our girls or listens to her and they're like, oh yeah, she must work with Amanda. That's, that's the Amanda style. That's not the end goal. The end goal is for her to say, wow, that girl is amazing. I love her. And for her to be the trademark, not me. Nor, no Stormtroopers here. Only Baby Yoda's. No Stormtroopers. Yes, Baby Yoda. No. Amanda is ridiculously <laughs> obsessed with Baby Yoda. I'm pretty sure she's <laughs> literally her, though. her closet. She probably has like a billion shirts and hats. She's got little Baby Yoda stuffed, you know, animals. She's got the whole nine yards. You should. Yeah, one client, real pretty girl. She has a podcast. You might know her. She gave me a hat, and I wear the hat all the time. Really? Yeah. I wonder who it was. Weird. No. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. Got it. <laughs> okay. So now that we talked a little bit about your consulting business, let's talk about Crowned Swan. So tell us a little about what that is and how that came to be. Yeah, so Crown Swan is my online clothing store, and we focus on elegance, chic, timeless, classic beauty that really capitalizes on all of what you think femininity is. So we love pink, we love ruffles. Um, I always like to say Blair Waldorf meets Kate Middleton, and somewhere in there is Crown Swan. And truthfully, it's, it's a funny story how things escalate in this family. Um, it originally started out with, we were sitting at a table and I was 
talking to my family how it was impossible to find interview dresses that were price accessible for clients, right? Or finding dresses that I would want to wear to brunch or Mother's Day is coming up as well. But really that encapsulated femininity because nowadays, which is great, there's a lot of trend, but I love that classic timeless beauty. So I'm going on one of my rants and my family was over for dinner and my dad said, well, why don't you do something about it? And okay, Al Marino, but he kind of proposed that question or, you know, posed to that question. And I just remember being like, what do you mean do something about it? I, I have my business. That is my business. And originally it was supposed to be three items on my coaching website. And here we are. We just celebrated our two year birthday and it is definitely more than three items on my coaching website now. But I love it because we do get to offer so much to women. Um, there's just a need for that femininity, that classic look. And I'm glad that we get to, you know, be part of young women's journey in that way. Yes, I absolutely love the crown swan. Whenever you originally like launched it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be the best thing ever because I too have trouble finding those outfits and things that mm -hmm. are timeless and what you want in your closet forever is something that's not going to go out of style in a couple of, you know, years or a couple months, you know what I mean? Yeah. And not only is it timeless, you offer so many different things. It doesn't have to be just for pageant women. It can be for, like you said, going to brunch or a Mother's Day outfit or a Sunday Easter outfit. It doesn't have mm -hmm. to be something you wear to a pageant while all of them still can be worn in a pageant, which is really nice. Um, but they're all reasonably priced. That's the, that's the biggest thing because it's so hard to find reasonably priced pageant attire. All of it, everyone feels like they have to spend hundreds of dollars on these things when really you don't. There's so many beautiful things out there yeah. that are in our price ranges. And I love that the Crown Swan merges all of that together. <laughs> it's a perfect little package, uh, which I'm very excited about because I have several you know, items from the Crown Swan that I wear all the time, which I'm very thankful for because you're not, it's also nice to have someone who gets fashion. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like everything's on brand because there's some things out there where they're just all over the place and you're like, but I want more of this. It's like one yeah. thing, like you, you found that niche for you and it's the timeless, classic, beautiful. And you always offer those types of things. It's not some crazy outside, like wild thing coming up on your website every once in a while. You know what I mean? So I just love that you were able to create something that's just so perfect and beautiful. And it's so funny that your dad was like, well, do something about it, Amanda. Quit, so talking, quit talking about it to me. Go do something <laughs> about it. I love that. And I also love that you have people in your life that are so supportive because you run this business with your husband. Can you yeah. Tell that, how that works out, what the dynamic is there. Um, okay, so background, Brandon is kind of the best, like not to brag, but low-key, he is the best. Um, he feels like a real-life Prince Charming, and never did I, I don't think he ever dreamed of being part of a women's clothing store, yeah. but here he is, and he is thriving. His background is actually um, in real estate and in marketing as well, so that's part of why I fell for him, because I love a guy in a suit, and he looks real dapper in that. <laughs> Um, but he always had, he had that business mind like I did. And that was part of what attracted me to him in the first place is because I wanted somebody who spoke my lingo and someone who got the way that I thought, 
And so when Crown Swan was first starting out, he was a little skeptical. He was seeing himself, you're in sessions, you know, 10 hours a day. You don't already take days off. So where exactly does that fit in? Um, but with the help of him, we're able to do it as a family. And he is so supportive. Little Mr. Real Estate Investments is now also a photographer. Yeah. Um, it's funny because, so fun story, we posted some headshot that he took of me. And people were like, wait, can Brandon do my headshots? And I started telling him about this and he heard it in the middle of a session. And I'm thinking to myself, he's the next Matt Boyd. Um, He's very much still going to be in real estate investments um, in the financial industry, but he does all of our photography. And this is a great example of find someone who is smarter than you to do the things that you don't know how to do. Um, Specifically on the financial side, that is what he does professionally. So when he's helping out with all the finances and the reports and the taxes and all the number stuff, that is not, no, 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 no. That is not my gift. And so he thrives at it. Um, And I couldn't do it without him because he keeps me happy during really long photo shoots and being an entrepreneur is tough. And he's always there to support me. Um, and he knows my heartbeat behind everything I do. And he helps me remember that after the really long days too. Yeah, I aspire to have a relationship like that because I know what it feels like to be in a relationship where they're not supportive of what you want to do. So you yeah. always feel like you're in this tug of war of like, do I go achieve the things that I want to achieve or do I not and continue to please this person and what they want to do? And it's always yeah. this battle with yourself. And it's so nice that you have someone who is there with you for the ride 100 <laughs> And you're like, you know what? 10 hours of shooting, it's fine. Let's go do it. Let's go have a good time. Let's get some ice cream afterwards. Yeah. You know, like just having that person that's like, you know what? This may not be what I'm, you know, 100% into, yeah. but I'm going to be about you and what you love to do. And yeah. For anybody out there, you need you need this this relationship that Amanda has. Find a Brandon. He's he's a good one. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Go follow him on Facebook or Instagram. You're gonna we're gonna give you all that info too. Don't worry. <laughs> you have to go check it out because every time I see you guys pop on there, like oh date night, and I'm like, <laughs> date night with. <laughs> yeah, he's, but, he's the best. Definitely find a Brandon. That's if there's any takeaway, it's find a Brandon. Yes. That's it. That's the only thing you need to know about the whole episode today. Find a Brandon. Um, I wholeheartedly believe that. We can just stop the interview here. (laughs) (laughs) So last thing about Crown Swan, I've always wanted to know, where did the name come from? How did you make that name and where did it come from? Yeah, well, it really stems back to the story I shared a little earlier of growing up, I always felt out of place. Always, always the Mufasa hair, everything. I never felt like I was beautiful enough or good enough, but I was searching for this external validation of, okay, if I am pretty, that means I'm a good person. If I am thin, that means I'm a good person. And I was associating morality with appearance, right? And because I always felt like the ugly duckling, when I was going through my eating disorder, I was realizing who God had always made me to be. And in so many ways, I went from feeling like the ugly duckling to the swan, and I found my crown in Christ. 
And so that's where Crown Swan came from uh, because the story of the ugly duckling, I think sometimes we think, oh, he became a beautiful swan. And the truth was that the ugly duckling was ugly because he didn't fit in with the ducks around him. He was different and he was set apart in the same way that you and I and the listeners are set apart as well. And he didn't change who he was. He grew into who he was created to be. I love that. That is, that's perfect. I I love when there's like a whole story behind the actual name of things, which I guess most people do, but just learning what the story is, because, you know, we just see crown swan, like pop up, you know, Instagram. It's like, oh, here's this whole new boutique, but I'm pretty sure you probably have explained it somewhere along the line, potentially. I don't know if you have, but if you haven't, it'd be a great time to like be be like, hey guys, this is who I am. And this is what crown swan means. So I think a lot of people would be touched by that. I don't know if it, not everyone knows that. Um, but now everyone does because they're listening to Live Courageous. Yeah, no, I, I need to be better about it. <laughs> well, again, good takeaway, right? So coaching season, especially as we were talking about earlier, coaching's been madness um, since March of 2020 and trying to manage it all has been quite honestly, it's been a lot, right? Because my heartbeat in the top priority is always coaching, but we actually just recently brought on um, a social media manager and she'll be taking care of a lot of our social media posts because she's way better at it than I am. Um, and obviously us working cohesively on that. And then we have a intern as well that does a lot of remodeling and helps out with social media as well. And so all of us are on board with the same messaging and it just makes it so much easier when you have people and you let people thrive in what they do best. I love that. Yeah. And it's so nice whenever you finally get your grounding, you're like, okay, let me bring on some people. Let me mentor them because you have great yeah. knowledge to offer. And it's always nice to help others through that process as well. So I'm excited that you have some new people that you're working with. I have seen a little bit of the model, I believe on Instagram. There's Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, so, and it's always interesting to bring a new face to the brand as well. Um, Cause yours right now, it's you do all the modeling and everything on there. So it's gonna be interesting to see how things kind of transition when you bring your new models on and everything. I'm excited. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to see it grow, excited. and. Again, what's a takeaway, right? The takeaway is when you have a service-based business, you are limited by the amount of hours that you can do, right? And I'm always really hesitant about releasing coaching at all because that's my heart. That's what I do. That's what makes us different, right? Right. But when you have service-based, you're limited. Whereas when you have a product-based, you can bring on a team who speaks the lingo, who knows the culture, who knows the language, So while I continue to make coaching the top priority, we have this incredible team that brings Crown Swan to life. And trust me, I'm still in the nitty gritty. When you get an order, it's probably packed by me at 11 o'clock after sessions. (laughs) Um, But just having people to be able to expand that is is such a dream. And being able to mentor and love people, that's that's what it's all about. Yes. So talking a little bit about your day in life, tell us what Amanda Marino does. From the moment she wakes up to the moment she goes to bed, because I know you are a crazy busy human. And I'm always fascinated because I know that these coaches work literally from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to bed. And I'm like, how do they have time for anything? Like, do they eat? Do they sleep? What do they do? So I want to know personally for me, what, what does Amanda Marino do in a typical day? 
Um, you know, what does, what does she do? Um, it's a lot of this. A lot of sitting at my desk, but I like to wake up early in the morning. Um, and if I get to have a workout early in the morning, that just helps set the day right. Love meditations to get in the right headspace. And then I attack my emails. And that's actually something that I learned from Damon John, because so many people do email first, and then you're not really in control of your day. So I start my day by doing something for myself. Sometimes it's workout, avocado toast. Um, and then I go into emails and then it's straight into sessions. We typically start coaching at 10 a.m. and we'll finish around anywhere from eight to 10 is pretty normal because we have such um, a wide variety of clients. We have West Coast, we have international clients, and that's five days a week and oftentimes on Saturdays during busy season. But in sessions all day and to answer your question, nope, don't always eat. Um, that's why I always love, uh, Mondays and Fridays because B works from home. And so literally he's the best, yes. um, and brings Chick-fil-A during my 10 minute breaks. And then as soon as I finish sessions, it's back into working on the store and then go to bed, wake up, do it all over again. Yeah. And yeah, it's a lot. Um, and then the weekends we have off, we do some kind of shooting and Sundays, I try to completely turn my phone off and just focus on us time. Or, you know, right now we're decorating our house because we got a house last year. And just just being a normal human and getting to do normal things, going out to eat. Um, I, I like just quality time. Right. Yeah. And her house is beautiful, by the way. <laughs> I've been there and it is stunning. It is beautiful. I want a house like that. Or I can, you know, just build a house for myself. There you, I know an architect. Yeah. <laughs> <Do it myself. laughs> but yeah I've just always wanted to know like what do you guys do every day but the thing is you do this yeah. where you wake up and you're straight into sessions and right all the way up till you literally go to bed basically mm -hmm. and it's just always something that you have going on but it's because you love it so much that you're able to do that every day if you're waking up and you don't love what you do it's going to be really tough to do and really, really tough. Yeah, really, really tough. And you know, there's different pieces and parts of my life where I wake up, I'm like, is this really what I want to do? Is this really it? Like, where what other ways can I create something that I'm still passionate about, but I'm gonna love to wake up and do every day? And you know, there's still time to figure all of that out. But it's so nice to be able to hear from someone who has that passion, has that drive, and is like, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be, exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And when I wake up in the morning, whether it's 5 a.m. or 10 a.m., I'm going to love exactly yeah. what I'm doing. So it's so nice to hear. Yeah, well, and the truth is, don't, don't get me wrong, right? Sometimes people um, romanticize entrepreneurship. They're like, oh, it's going to be so amazing. I'm going to have a flexible schedule. I'm going to have all these great things. And you do have those things. But honestly, it's tough because it's called Amanda Marino Consulting. So I'm kind of essential to make it function. And there's so many times when it when it's really tough. It's so tough uh, when you're going to back-to-back -back sessions and you have five-minute breaks or 10-minute breaks. But your passion for the girls gets you through those times. Um, and then having a support team makes it that much easier as well. And one thing I do love is there's actually a group of about four of us female pageant coaches, and we're called the Boss Babe Pageant Coaches on our little Instagram thread, and having people who just get it. 
because I could talk about pageants all day long to be, but at the end of the day, he's never been on heel or in heels on stage, which is a great thing. Um, but these girls really, really get it. Um, and that community is so essential. So it's tough. And if someone's out there thinking about it, the answer is yes, you should go for it, but you're going to have to work that much harder for yourself than you would ever have to work for someone else. But it's the most fulfilling thing that you can have. Right. You have to keep yourself on point all of yeah. There is no, oh, I'll get to it later. Like, yeah, no. It has to happen <laughs> now or it's never going to get done. So right. it's going to, it'd be really tough, really, really tough. So anybody out here who is thinking about jumping off and doing their own thing, just know that there's going to be a lot of what is it? Self-motivation and self, you know, keeping yourself in check when it comes yeah. to getting things done, because there is no one else to answer for it. It's you're going to have to answer for it at the end of the day when things aren't quite ready or quite done, because you haven't put in that extra work, even if it means less sleep. I mean, even me, like when I'm working with my Live Courageous podcast and stuff like that, it's like, it's up to you. Like if it, you don't do it now it's not going to get done it's just going to keep pushing itself out and it's hard sometimes when you're you've got all these other things going on and then you're trying to keep something on a steady flow and constant pace because podcasts every week it's got to go out it's got to get going you can't mm-hmm. just let it fly so I mean I get that front where you have to be help keep yourself accountable for the things that you have going on so that just leads us right into what advice do you have for someone who is thinking about starting their own business or if they have a passion and they're not sure if they should start, what are some things that you have experienced or you have any advice when it comes to that front? Yeah, I think one of the big pieces of advice I would give you is plan your life, then your work, right? So I love what I get to do as a pattern coach. I love it. It's the best job. Love the store. Amazing, right? But my ultimate goal and what's going to make me most fulfilled and happiest is having my own little babies one day, right? And having my own little, you know, cute little girls walking around or kids. But to be able to have that, I have to hustle now. Uh, And my husband and I, we hustle now, right? And trust me, I will always be a pageant coach. I'm going to be that 80-year-old pageant coach. But I want to be able to take my kids on fun experiences. I want to be able to have a great life with Brandon. And so to envision that life, it's what do I need to do now to make that happen? Because life, you always hear the saying of, you know, no one's going to be on their deathbed and wish they would have worked more. And family, as I talked about at the very opening, family is everything to me. So family is the priority right? And everything else goes around that. So figure out where you want to be 10 years. And then how do you make that happen now? And then for those who are looking to start a business, there's going to be so many people who tell you that's a terrible idea. What are you doing? Are you crazy? Um, I, a lot of people, when I quit my corporate job to become a pageant coach, were like, you're going to do what? <laughs> um, but it did, it went well. So don't let fear stop you ever because people will question it, but you, it, it never felt crazy to me. Um, and I remember the day I put in my two weeks notice, B and I back on the floor talking. Um, and I remember saying, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't feel weird to me. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like I, I don't know what I'm doing. And I think that was the piece of the war that he gave me. And so obviously, you know, make sure that what you dream of is also what the Lord has in mind for you, because you don't want to say, Hey, God, come along for this. It's God saying, Hey, Amanda, come along for what I'm doing. Right. And I think the last thing I would tell you is 
kind of to piggyback off what we talked about is, are you willing to put in the sweat equity? Because people want to be an entrepreneur. It sounds so cool, but do you want to be an entrepreneur on the days that you don't have a sale? Or are you only there for the money-making days? Right. Because if you're not there for the highs and the lows, entrepreneurship is not offering those butterflies. You know, when COVID hit last year, I, I just remember back on the floor crying. Um, I told Brandon, I was like, I, I don't know what's going to happen because I had to lead you girls through it. And I'm like, how do I lead my girls through this time? And there's all these emotions, right? Mm-hmm. But are you willing to put in the work? How do you lead people well? And I think probably the very last piece of advice that I would give you is have some kind of moral code, some kind of ethics that you run by because ethics are everything. Um, And in our family for B and I, what we always say is lead well, be ethical and work hard. And those three actions really culminate everything that we do personally. And by having those steps and integrating those into your life, it makes me really excited for the next generation of entrepreneurs. Yes, that's great advice. I love that first piece of advice too. I never really thought about it that way either. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm just ready to make the money. And like, that's all I care about. But thinking about what is life going to be like beyond this, Mm -hmm. you know, goal that you have, what is it going, how's it going to play into your future? Um, speaking about having little babies run around, I know you have a little dog. Um, it's shoot. His name is slipping my mind. Walt. Walt. I was, I was like, Martin, Martin. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good name though. Maybe the next dog. (laughs) I was like, Martin, Martin's the dog. No, Walt. Um, they have a little dog named Walt, but I'm so excited for some future little things <laughs> running around. Um, that would be exciting. But I love that you are planning for that, but you're planning it in a way where you know you're going to be able to provide for them wholeheartedly and not yeah. have to worry about, are they getting the same or great opportunities in life because of how I've structured my own life, you know, that type of thing. Um, yeah. So that's really interesting to think about it on that front. Think about it 10 years from now. And what do I need to do now to get there? Because a lot of people, they just want it to happen like this. And that's not how it works. Yeah. It takes so much time to really cultivate it and to really make help it grow. Um, and I really love that you were able to take something that you started when you were 15 years old and may, may not have been like what you thought your full-time job was going to be at 15 but you were able to take that passion from years ago and bring it into this whole full-fledged business and you are thriving and you have a whole nother business on top of that. And you have people in your life that you are really just loved by and they're just helping you get through all the tough times and all of the highs when it comes to successes with your business. Um, And I really, I really um, strive to be like that one day. I'm very excited to see where all of it brings and how it all comes together. Um, But it's just been so amazing having you here and getting to learn more about you because I haven't really had the opportunity to do that. And now everyone else is going to get to learn more about you as well. (laughs) No, I'm so excited. And what I would tell anyone who's listening, right, is entrepreneurship is one of the greatest gifts. And 
what you can accomplish. You know, for me, it was, God was leading, God was writing my story for coaching before I could drive. Um, but definitely before I was even in pageants, you know, I found so much of who I am through pageants by, you know, to answering those probing questions I now always ask you, I found so much of who I am and take those experiences that you've been through, take what you're passionate about, because those passions take you through everything. And that's what really allows you to leave your mark on the world. And even so, even more so, it's what allows you to equip that next generation. Yes, I love that. So I want everyone to be able to find you on social media, on your website, talk about Crown Swan. I want everyone to just hop on there and buy everything you have. So <laughs> a little bit about where they can find you and all the links to your websites and everything. Yeah, well, what's so exciting is for all your listeners today, we've created a discount code on Crown Swan. So if you use COURAGE, all caps, 15, so that's COURAGE, 15, you'll get 15% off site-wide. Mm -hmm. And then on Instagram, we are crowned Swan or at Crown Swan. And then my coaching website is amandamarino.com. And then Instagram is at Amanda Marino Consulting. And then if you want to see the day-to-day, -day, the baby Yodas, the fun stuff, uh, that's all on my personal page. And that's at Amanda Marino Young. And M-O-R-E-N-O. -E it's a hard name to spell. Actually, um, your last name. I, okay, this is a little funny story tidbit on the side. So when I first started coaching with you and like, I would always write in my calendar, calendar, Amanda Marino session. Like, I just love like your name. And I was like, Amanda Marino, that's who I'm talking <laughs> today. Um, just talking about your last name. I just thought about that. Um, but it's just been so excited having you here. Now everyone gets to follow you and your journey and see all the baby Yodas that you, <laughs> that you post every day. Um, but it's just been such an honor to get to know you a little bit better after several years of knowing you. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited for everyone to watch and listen to this episode. I'm just so, so proud of you. You are exactly why I'm in coaching. This, this, all of this is why I'm a coach. Um, and I'm so proud of you. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And just like that, you have listened to an episode of the Live Courageously podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends on social media, subscribe and leave a review. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. And until we meet again, make today a courageous one.